Welcome to the Enchanted Library, where we turn the pages of books, beautiful and old, living and magical. It's time to curl up, get cozy, and join us on an adventure. Viking Tales, Chapter 8, Gaida's Saucy Message Now Harold heard men talk of Gaida, the daughter of King Eric. She is very beautiful, they said, but she is very proud, too. She can both read and make runes. No other woman in the world knows so much about herbs as she does. She can cure any sickness, and she is proud of all this. Now when King Harold heard that, he thought to himself, Fair and proud, I like them both. I will have her for my wife. So he called his uncle Guthorn and said, Take rich gifts and go to Gaida's foster father, and tell him that I will marry Gaida. So Guthorm and his men came to that house, and they told the king's message to the foster father. Gaida was standing near, weaving a rich cloak. She heard the speech. She came up and said, holding her head high and curling her lip. I will not waste myself on a king of so few people. Norway is a strange country. There is a little king here and a little king there, hundreds of them scattered about. Now in Denmark, there is but one great king over the whole land. And it is so in Sweden. Is no one brave enough to make all Norway his own? She laughed a scornful laugh and walked away. The men stood with open mouths and stared after her. Could it be that she had sent that saucy message to King Harold? They looked at her foster father. He was chuckling in his beard and said nothing to them. They started out of the house in anger. When they were at the door, Gaida came up to them again and said, Give this message to your King Harold for me. I will not be his wife unless he puts all Norway under him for my sake. So Guthorm and his men rode homeward across the country. They did not talk. They were all thinking. At last one said, How shall we give this message to the king? I have been thinking of that, Guthorm said. His anger is no little thing. It was late when they rode into the king's yard, for they had ridden slowly, trying to make some plan for softening the message, but they had thought of none. I see light through the wind's eyes of the feast hall, one said. Yes, the king keeps feast, Guthorm said. We must give our message before all his guests. So they went in with very heavy hearts. There sat King Harold in the high seat. The benches on both sides were full of men. The tables had been taken out, and the meat horns were going round. Oh-ho! cried King Harold. Our messengers! What news? Then Guthorm said, this Gaida is a bold and saucy girl, King Harold. My tongue refuses to give her message. The king stamped his foot. Out with it, he cried. What does she say? She says she will not marry so little a king, Guthorm answered. Harold jumped to his feet. His face flushed red. Guthorm stretched out his hand. They are not my words, O king. They are the words of a silly girl. Is there any more? the king shouted. Go on! She said, There is one king in Denmark and one king in Sweden. 
Is there no man brave enough to make himself king of all Norway? Tell King Harald that I will not marry him unless he puts all of Norway under him for my sake. The guests sat speechless, staring at Guthorm. All at once the king broke into a roar of laughter. By the hammer of Thor, he cried, that is a good message. I thank you, Gaida. Did you hear it, friends? King of all Norway. Why, we are all stupids. Why did we not think of that? Then he raised his horn high. Now hear my vow. I say I will not cut my hair or comb it until I am king of all Norway. That I will be or I will die. Then he drank off the horn of mead, and while he drank it, all the men in the hall stood up and waved their swords and shouted and shouted. That old hall in all its two hundred years of feasts had not heard such a noise before. Ah, Harold, Guthorm cried. Surely Thor and Valhalla smiled when he heard that vow. The men sat all night talking of that wonderful vow. On the very next day, King Harold sent out his war arrows. Soon a great army was gathered. They marched through the country, north and south and east and west, burning houses and fighting battles as they went. People fled before them, some to their own kings, some inland to the deep woods and hid there. But some went to King Harold and said, We will be your men. Then take the oath and I will be friends with you, he said. The men took off their swords and laid them down and came one by one and knelt before the king. They put their heads between his knees and said, From this day, Harold Halfdanson, I am your man. I will serve you in war. For my land I will pay you taxes. I will be faithful to you as my king. Then Harold said, I am your king, and I will be faithful to you. Many kings took that oath, and thousands of common men. Of all the battles that Harold fought, he did not lose one. Now for a long time the king's hair and beard had not been combed or cut. They stood out around his head in a great bushy mat of yellow. At a feast one day, when the jokes were going round, Harold's uncle said, Harold, I will give you a new name. After this you shall be called Harold Shockhead. As my name a gift, I give you this drinking horn. It is a good name, laughed all the men. After that, all people called him Harold Shockhead. During these wars, whenever King Harold got a country for his own, this is what he did. All the marshland and the woodland where no people live is mine. For his farm, every man shall pay me taxes. Over every country he put some brave wise man and called him Earl. He said to the earls, You shall collect the taxes and pay them to me, but some you shall keep for yourselves. You shall punish any man who steals or murders or does any wicked thing. When your people are in trouble, they shall come to you, and you shall set the thing right. You must keep peace in the land. I will not have my people troubled with robber Vikings. The earls did all these things as best they could, for they were good strong men. The farmers were happy. They said, we can work on our farms when peace now. Before King Harold came, something was always wrong. The Vikings would come and steal our gold and our grain and burn our houses, or the king would call us to war. Those little kings are always fighting. It is better under King Harold. But the chiefs, who liked to fight and go a Viking, hated King Harold and his new ways. One of these chiefs was Solfi. He was a king's son. Harold had killed his father in battle. 
Sulfi had been in that battle. At the end of it, he fled away with two hundred men and got into ships. We will make that shockhead smart, he said. So they harried the coast of King Harold's country. They filled their ships with gold. They ate other men's meals. They burned farmhouses behind them. The people cried out to the earls for help. So the earls had out their ships all the time, trying to catch Sulfi, but he was too clever for them. In the spring he went to a certain king, Odbjorn, and said to him, Now, there are two things we can do. We can become the shockhead Harold's thralls. We can kneel before him and put our heads between his knees, or else we can fight. My father thought it better to die in battle than to be any man's thrall. How is it? Will you join with my cousin Arnvid and me against this young shockhead? Yes, I will do it, said the king. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend. Stay connected by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash enchantedlibrary. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash enchantedlibrary. We appreciate your support. Until next time, friends, happy reading.